Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening in. This is your psychic Christine, and I have a special guest. I have G.S. Eli here with us today, and he works as a spiritualist in Westport, Connecticut. So go ahead and look up G.S. Eli, and he's about to launch a new podcast very soon. So G.S. Eli says that he's a spiritualist, a storyteller, and a magi. And uh, can you tell us what a magi is, please? Well, a magi refers from the Bible, the Gospels, when Jesus was visited by three wise men. And they were, in fact, not wise. In, the, in ancient times, Christine, um, people, the aristocracy had wise men. And these were foretellers. They weren't exactly wise because of their age or educated because of their academia. They were, in fact, uh, intuitives. Okay? Okay. So they were called wise men. Now, the Bible refers to them in, in the New Testament and King James Version as kings or wise men. Kings because they were elaborate and wise because they were foretellers. But they were, in fact, they called themselves the Magi. It's where the word magic comes from. Ah, that's interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, you see, people think two things about magic here in our country. They think, number one, it's not real. It's make-believe. It's something we tell small children to spruce up fairy tales. And number two, a lot of us religious people believe it's not of God. And it's something of a heretic or something of dark. Right. Both are very wrong. I agree with that. They're very, very, very wrong. And if we look at magic and we understand what it really is it's an ancient practice of loose science okay okay so prior to jesus okay before the common era you had alchemists and you had magi right now alchemists were really and truly ancient chemists because if we look at what alchemist and magic really does? Well, it's very simple. Magic is to create something that seems impossible, possible. Right. Right? That's basically what it is. That's, okay. That sounds right to <laughs> me. That, right? Okay. So what alchemy is, true alchemy, is when you mix elements of this world, whether they're tangible, like metals, or environmental, like electricity, or right. energy. Right. You mix them together and you create something that seems impossible, possible. Do you okay, understand? Perfectly. Okay. So in that respect, then Thomas Edison would be a modern day alchemist. Mo modern, exactly. I get you. Because he created light from what seems impossible, from the elements. <laughs> it seems magical. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Now, our, our, our people like Sir Isaac Newton, they knew this. They, they practiced a form of alchemy. But as the modern time and in the common era began, they start not thinking of it as alchemy and more as science. Science, right. Now, magicians, magic. They were similar to alchemists. But what's interesting, Christine, is they introduced emotional elements with the tangible elements. For example, prayer is a form of magic. Agreed. Consider rosary beads. It's a tangible element. Correct. Right? I believe that. But the faith, the belief system, I believe this is possible, creates an emotional element. And it gives it power. And it gives it power. Exactly. And this is what magicians believed. That emotional elements that you introduce with tangible elements 
could create what seems impossible possible. That's so, exactly what I say to the people that I work for. But is you've got to have your heart and spirit behind right. it in order to make it work or turn it right. into something. But there are also other emotional elements. For example, endurance, patience. If you introduce these with environmental elements and cultural elements. Now ask me what is cultural elements? What are cultural elements? Education. <laughs> <laughs> Education. Right, okay. Right, okay. Knowledge. Tradition. Right. Tradition. Pass stuff down. Absolutely. So, now let's look at two people. We talked about Thomas Edison, a modern-day alchemist. Well, I always say that Oprah Winfrey is a modern-day magician. Explain that. Because she used her emotional elements, her belief system, that she believed that her life and her prosperity was possible. Correct. Okay. And that gave her the energy. That gave the, that break the essence because the essence is emotion. Right. She mixed that with a cultural element, which is education. Right. Tradition, or breaking tradition, rather. Endurance, perseverance. And you mix that together, and, and she changed her destiny. And she's got magic. Absolutely. <laughs> now we have some real magic. This is what magic was. Now, after the Gospels, and after Constantine created the Bible, the church was worried about dangerous magic which Christine you know there is absolutely because I think a lot of my listeners have realized that already right by now. magic don't solely belong to righteousness right it can be used for darkness it can be used because the like key, black magic right is what you're saying the key ingredient to true magic is intention and as you know what you intend to do will always come to pass. Exactly. Intention always meets its goal. I always want your readers to know that. Intention will always meet its goal. And that's why I have these intention candles that mm -hmm. I, I give to a lot of them to mm -hmm. my clients that I work for mm -hmm. and whoever's looking for them. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about these three forms of negativity. Well, it's funny because a lot of my clients, they'll come in and they're, and they're, and they're going through something. You know, whether it be a breakup. Right. Whether it be they're just lost inside. Okay. And I always try to pinpoint to their spirit what form of negativity that they, that they receive in their life. Because if I can pinpoint what type of negativity, then I would see how long is the recovery. So you get an idea of uh, how long it's going to take right. once you understand what the problem right. is. So I, okay. so I, early in my practice, I've named them to three forms, okay? All right. And then no matter what you are, who you are, or what type of negativity you are facing, there's, from my, from my experience, there's only three forms of negativity. And the first one is called circumstantial negativity, mm -hmm. okay? Now... Circumstantial negativity is when you're faced with something negative that either nature or that no other human being, including yourself, played a part in. Consider the people who suffered through the hurricane in Puerto Rico a few years ago. Gotcha. Okay? That is an act of nature. Now, right. Not, you know, um, contrary to, to, to belief, people feel that God or the devil has something to do with nature. It don't. They don't. Right. They don't. That okay. is something, of, something of this law. that got people into right. a lot of problems. Now, okay. here's, let, let me just take you through, if, 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 if you let me, yeah. to an understanding of that. So a hurricane comes, that type of devastating hurricane, right? Mm -hmm. So you lose your home, okay? So you and your family may be 
living in a camp or whatever. You lose your job as a result. The banks are closed, so you have no money. So this is devastating to a person. So you're trying to survive. Survival instinct comes in. Mm. And if there's no recovery or no help or no support after a week or two weeks, you start to get frustrated. So you may argue with your spouse. Okay. You may now more negativity is coming. Because now we in. have all this pent up stress. Right, it's okay. like a domino effect. Right, okay. You start taking it out. Within a others. month or two months, you feel you starting to feel personally victimized by something stronger or beyond yourself by a higher intelligence outside of your control. Right. Okay. But circumstantial evidence uh, uh, negativity is the, is the most benign because your mind, which is your calculator knows wholeheartedly that no one, including yourself, intended this to happen. And our souls knows that God did not want to punish 30,000 people. Right. So even though it could be the most devastating in experience, it is the more easier way to get out of that because your brain knows you were not personally targeted. Right. So you're saying that so we, when, we we are aware that this was outside of our control. Outside of our and control. And then we're able to bounce back, so it's really not right. so bad. So when I work with a client with circumstantial negativity, it's just about endurance and keeping focus okay. on getting out of the situation and staying away from the thoughts of victimization. Right. Okay, gotcha. it's more perseverance and endurance that'll get the person that you can bounce back. That you can bounce back. Gotcha. I'm following you perfectly. And the next one? The next one is internal. Okay. Internal is when you make a choice, not a mistake. Because a mistake is when you don't have the signs, when you didn't receive the omens, or you weren't educated to be aware of your choices. Okay. I always use this example because it's funny. You say a. Uh, you're, you're, you're a young lady and you want to find a relationship and you feel that you're you're on the prowl, you're looking. Okay. okay. So you're invited to this party by a good friend of yours and there's a lot of people and you arrive at the party and you see an attractive looking young man. And you go to your girlfriend and you say, who's that? And she tells you. Because mm. this is a person you care about and you love. Your friend. Okay? She tells you, oh, I don't even know why he came. Somebody else brought him. He's bad news. Just stay away. Okay. Now, Christine, that's omen number one. Uh-huh. Okay, that is someone you care about, love and respect, which is God. Right. Okay, telling you to stay away. Right. So then you go in another room, you're hanging out, you try to listen, but he's really attractive. <laughs> okay. And now you see him maybe partaking in some kind of drugs or something illegal. With, a, with his friends uh -huh. in the back. Okay. So Omen the number signs. two. <laughs> the signs are there. I'm Omen number two. You. That's right. that's illegal. Now God and government is right. telling you. This that is a no no. This okay. is a no no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All, right. All right. This is a no no. Okay. Don't mess with this person. Uh huh. You know the helicopter story? Yes, I oh, do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. You sent you a police officer. Well, I hope the, yeah. my listeners know the story. Well, maybe that'll be your next <laughs> podcast. Next Next podcast, we'll talk about that story. So, so, okay, continue. So now you got your signs, but now you're following your third element, which is your flesh, your body. Mm. The party's winding down. You're about to leave. And he approaches and says, what's your name? And right away you say, Shawana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't say, get away from me. I don't have nothing to do uh -huh, with you. Uh -huh. And you start up a conversation. Now, 
Now darkness or negative people are never mean to you in the beginning. No, they're usually nice. They're enticing. They're, sure. They're charming, you if you will. You get lured in. You uh -huh. get lured in. Now you ignore the omens. Now you left the Lord's protection. Yeah. So it's now, kind of on you. Now you've got the choice. Now you've got the choice. Now the omens, the signs were given by God and government, as I illustrated. Right. Now you find yourself six months later, battered, abused, lost your friends, lost your family, and you're what they called chained to a twig. Yeah. You're in a negative You're in a negative cycle. situation. You're in you, a bad situation. You believe you're in love, you but you're right. not because that's not love. What is that? Obsession. Okay. Obsession An can often obsession. feel like love. Isn't there one of the seven deadly sins? Uh, well, I know it's the alternative that darkness has to love. It makes you feel you're in love, but you're not because obsession will always destroy you and love will always plenish you. Right. I think one of the there's a name for one of the seven deadly sins. I'll come up with it later, but mm. I know that there's one like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so was that two? So that's the second form of negativity. Now, how to get rid of that is you yourself, when I work with a client, have to pinpoint that you ignored the omens. And now and my, what I do is I guide my client to notice that they are chained to a twig. Lust. Lust. That yeah. was one of that was the name of one of the seven deadly sins. It was lust. Okay. Well, so she was I followed by I, lust. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. So right. I don't think a lot of people know what it means to be chained to a twig. Yes. Please so, explain. Why don't you explain? Why don't you explain? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there, there was a folk tale uh, back in the day mm -hmm. of uh, of a girl that. Uh, you know what? I really don't know how to go over that story, to be slavery. honest with you. It's bondage and slavery. Bondage and slavery, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. her skirt was tied to a twig. And whoever had possession of her... Was abusing her. Was abusing her. And they went and tied her skirt to a twig, and then her original owner said, you know, what's the problem here? And when you pick her up, you're going to see what the problem is. So her original owner went to look for her and found her skirt tied to a twig and what was understood at that point is that she did not realize that this was just a little twig and you could just she could easily easily move, move away from, from there and go wherever she had to yes. go but yes. psychologically she was also in bondage, in just bondage. not just her physical self but psychologically as well most battered wives most battered girlfriends are chained to a twig they just see the chain yeah they do not and, see and you can be able to just simply walk out the door there's somebody that uh, there was like a little quote thing it was like the best way out is usually turns out to be the front door right yeah <laughs> yeah that's good yeah so this is what this uh, mm -hmm. lady that was tied to a twig mm -hmm, mm -hmm. didn't recognize right chained to a twig actually. chained to a twig. chained to a twig okay so, so I work with a client on usually empowering them and to to open their eyes to see what what they're chained to okay, okay? Gotcha. and uh, to basically leave their captors do you think that people get into that situation, like when they're ignoring the signs and stuff, do they reflect back on the signs they didn't... Uh, well, that's what I come in, because they don't usually... Sometimes they don't remember see, how this, this all... this is why you need a good... If you don't have somebody like me, a spiritualist, or a good church foundation, you really have to have a good family foundation. Now, 
A support system. A support system. Basically. To basically kind of, you know, there's a scene in, in Moonstruck. Did you ever know the film Moonstruck? Of course I do. When Cher snaps, slaps Nicolas Cage, snap, snap out, out of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> snap out of it. Right. You know, and, and unfortunately, Chris, a lot of my clients don't have a support system. I become their support system. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there's a lot that's going on in a person's life that, mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to talk about mm -hmm. because they want to keep it private. Mm -hmm. They There's stuff that goes on mm -hmm. that they feel maybe mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. embarrassed and, mm -hmm. and whatever. And, and sometimes it's better to see somebody else to just get an unbiased opinion right 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 uh, right right but but it takes time for me to build trust with a client because they're so battered they feel now everybody everybody this and is where usually, the trust issues come in and the, usually their captors make them believe that they're the only person they can trust so after a while because I always take tell my clients I need three things from them I need their fate their time and their sacrifice, because it is a sacrifice. They have to take time out of their lives. They have put to come the effort and energy put the effort in. in. And the time is the most important. And then there is the most difficult for me and the most challenging that I work with. But I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but it's my favorite to work with, I guess because it's the most challenging, and that is external negativity. Okay. And where I live in Fairfield County, which is called the bedroom of Wall Street, Okay. it is... Um, it is an epidemic and it is external negativity. Okay. And simply said, that is when someone that you love and care about makes a decision for you with no omens and no signs. And you just were unaware. And you were unaware. For example, the most common thing I deal with in Fairfield County is a woman gives up her you know, her career, her, um, uh, and she marries a gentleman who I believe loved her at the time and she leaves her career and he, she moves in with him and, and she has children and she devotes her life to her family and her children and, you know, believes that she's going to be with this man till death do you part. Right. She's 20 years in, you know, and all she knows is taking care of her family or her husband and then one day he comes home with her and tells her that uh, he lost his job and there's no more money and by the way I fell in love with somebody else and I'm going to marry her and I possibly can try to get you some alimony. Mm, that's devastating. This is very common. And it's it does happen, sure. And she finds herself away from her career 20 years in, an aging body, a loss of society, because now her friends are still married, would maybe, maybe if she's lucky, some alimony right. and raising children in a different total existence. So we both know what, excuse me for saying, what rape is. It's the loss of power. It's a loss of control. Right. And that could last a minute. It when could last five. Violated. violated. Right. So external negativity, Christine, is a 24-7 rape of your life. Yeah, because you're, you're feeling the existence. effects. You're you've you've basically, and I I think a couple of podcasts back, mm -hmm. I talked about it where you're pretty much handing the steering wheel of your life to another person, out of love, out of whatever the case may be, out of the sanctuary of marriage, out of the set. Well, I was just speaking yeah. in general yeah. mm -hmm. of how mm -hmm. a person can lose power over their own lives, mm -hmm. but on a lighter note, with some help. 
with some spiritual guidance, you can bounce back. Yes, yes, you can, of course. From all of these three forms of negativity that we're discussing here. Uh, so this is the one I work with. This is the one where you definitely need spiritual assistance. Because what happens is you get confused at first. Right. Confusion begets frustration. Frustration begets anger, then bitterness, then, then hate, depression. then depression. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? You are now in the hands of total darkness. And then that spreads out right. onto others. You don't even realize that this is what you're holding. Right. A and lot then, of people are unable to see themselves and then through you the regret, eyes of others. You regret the beautiful things you've done in your past. For instance, I should have never had these kids. I should have never married him. I should have done that, which those were wonderful, beautiful things. Initially. Initially. Right. You regret what you've done. And there's still beautiful, there's still beauty, beauty in, in all of that. In all of that. You just stop being able to see it because now you're getting into this bitter, mm -hmm. negative, closed off state of mind. Right. So what I do with that is I start systematically, we get involved really quickly and we start feeding the righteous part of your soul. I start doing a practice called three, two, one. Okay, you gotta okay. do this every day. First, I teach him a quick meditation, a three-minute meditation on how to, with a mantra, only talking about positive words, clarity, prosperity. Now, they don't want to do it in the beginning, uh, so th yeah, three minutes I can't of meditation. Feel it just yet. Sure. Then I have them do notice two good things that happen to you every day. Because, Christine, we give negativity way too much power. Sure we do. We notice the car accident on the road, but we forget about the millions of people that got home safe. Exactly. So we give it too much power. Attitude of gratitude. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. So I make them do that. Notice, consciously notice two good things that happen. And this helps start to feed the righteous part of you. Restoring. And restoring yeah. your faith in humanity. I and agree. And goodness. And then I have them do one act of pure kindness, pure kindness, you know, give a dollar to a homeless person, tell someone that may be feeling bad how beautiful and great they are, and tell them why. Give a compliment. Right. Sure. Do this every day. And this, and there's so much more, but I don't think we have time on your podcast. But these are the three forms, the three, two, one, of just simple things you can do daily. When you're feeling depleted, when you're feeling frustrated, you must. And I always text them every day during the course of our work. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. <laughs> Just Good a idea. simple text every day. Good idea. Three, two, one. Three, yeah. two, one. Sometimes Sounds I'm good. sending out three, two, one, six, seven times a day. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That's Just a to good keep thing. them on track. And when you're doing that, you mm -hmm. personally, when uh -huh. you personally do that, you're spreading positive energy out there, mm -hmm. which is spilling over, you know, to mm -hmm. your clients and they're spilling over that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that whole pay it forward sort yes, of thing going yes. on. Right, right. And when you're good and when mm -hmm. your energy, your positiveness, your peace, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. good energy becomes restored, then that starts going out into the universe and guess what all of that is going to come back to you karma is a boomerang mm. so i would like to thank gs eli for coming in and doing this podcast with us my podcast is going to be called the soul trained soul trained so <laughs> be sure to uh mark be that in your calendar and i am going to of course let you know when that becomes available i'm going to announce it on my podcast and Obviously, you can see here that GS Eli does a lot of wonderful work. 
So again, thank you to all my listeners. I want to wish you all the best of luck, and I hope you enjoyed this informative podcast. Thank you so much.